I said, I'm going to do like a like a, a search on Google. How much Seb and Spencer are worth from yeah, hashtag? So anyway, so anyway, so anyway, it's funny. I love You'll it. Say oh, this is so we all, like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's golden. Hi everybody, I'm Ben Foster. Welcome to my brand new podcast, The Fozcast. And starting things off today, we are kicking off in style. We have got absolute YouTube royalty. We've got Spencer, we've got Sebastian, hashtag fame. Now, before we actually get into it and get started, I just need to let you know that we have played golf this morning, yeah? We have had a nice little 18 holes of golf, hence the reason why me and Tom, rhino legs, are bright red in the face. We definitely got sunburn. <laughs> However, we need to show you this golf shot. Spencer has played the shot of your life. Probably. Come to be, mate. Come to be. Career. It's by a margin, the it's best shot he's ever It's worth my first golf game in what, it was 10 months. Yeah, yeah. First, you know, I'll probably play one or two more times this year. That's it. I What's even more mental about it, is I'm sure you're going to show the clip in a minute, is that... We literally, to that point, hadn't had filmed any no. shots of anyone. No. I randomly just whipped my phone out. I mean, just as a camera come, comes out of the camera, man. Spencer, we'd had some indifferent shots, <laughs> and, then the, and then the camera comes out, and he's absolutely rattled one in. Unbelievable shot. So, for me, like, it was beautiful. The, we had the crowd behind us. Nobody gave a toss. Nobody <laughs> no. did you anything. Turn around and give him a wave. I was fuming. I was the only one that gave him a hug. It was brilliant shot, though, mate. Um, well done, well done, Daniel. Let's move on, okay? Right. Yeah. Hashtag. But also talk about who won the golf day as well. Who was it? Okay. Well, I mean, it's obvious now. Isn't it? <laughs> I, I think I made some money, actually. That's not a bad shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, let's not forget about that. I'll put it on two. How much did we have on it, by the way? Pardon? How much did we have on it? Oh, yeah, well, with him. <laughs> Thing is, I'm, yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy to be 50. fair because he's never ever wants to play golf. But now I'm thinking, if we let him win, he might want to play. I've always retired a few earlier as well. To be fair, yeah, yeah be, we'll call it even. We'll call it even. All right, we'll call. We'll call. All right, let's get into it. Hashtag. Right there, right there. Before we start into hashtag, we've got the opening question, haven't we? Uh, for the podcast. It. Come on, hit it, hit it. Right. Top three people, dead or alive, Saturday night. Your neck of the words, Dan Essex. <laughs> Dan, Dan Essex way. Who are you going? <laughs> oh. On the Lashway. Down Shagger, yeah. What's the other one? What lounge is it? Something Wait, lounge? on the Lashway specifically. Night like... out, Saturday night. We're not talking okay. dinner and wow. Nelson Mandela's. We're talking Saturday night out. Top three people Crikey. dead or alive. You're having it. Because we think there'll be good value on the night. Oh out. yeah, not oh, yeah. if I can bring someone back from the dead, I don't really care if they're gonna have good crack. Or no, not. you're having a, you're having a night out okay. like on the tiles type thing. So that you've got, they've got to be good value. It's a hard question. This. It is. It is, it is. This, is this is what I'm saying. This is where. I'm sweating like crazy. <laughs> oh my I don't know God, where, to, where to go. With it. Yeah. Yeah. What sort of night yeah. you want to have? A wild night out. It's a night like, out. It's, it's a, a night out. It's I reckon, reckon you want to get. You session, reckon yeah. you got someone in there that is going to, no matter what kicks off, you know you say, I'm going to go number one. The Rock is coming. Oh, that's right. going nice to be that is. good value. Yeah. I used to be a massive The Rock. I was just thinking of a cannon, like an absolute weapon on a night out. You know those guys who will just go and get larruped and they are a problem and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's going to be a good night just because of that well, I've but got you've, got, you've, you've got safety I just want a big lad so I could be that guy <laughs> and no one's going to get near me because the rock's going to just lay the yeah. smack down anyone that comes near me the thing is I don't want to necessarily endorse this person's behaviour in, in the current day and age obviously it's a sad story obviously but you if it was like the mid nineties, you'd I'd want to go out of Gaza in the nineties yeah, for sure. Shout. But now I'm like obviously it's quite no, sad. No, He's that, gone this too is far, right? this is the caveat. So yeah. there's no no one's got any problems in the world, you know, we're not being insensitive or anything like that. But 
take all of that yeah, out of the equation because yeah, yeah, Gazza's yeah. on my list. Well, Gazza would have to be there then. Yeah, like, you look at some of the clips from like Italia 90 and stuff and you just think like, that, that, that doesn't happen anymore. We were literally like, so we, we asked this question yesterday because like I've been on Jack's podcast and the question he asked, which is I think is an absolute belter, is the meal deal question, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's what sort of your meal deal would be. But then we came up with a question of who you'd want to go out on the last with and straight away somebody mentioned Gazza. And we did, like we said, we were a little bit nervous about yeah. going, we don't want to go crazy because of blah, blah, one absolute belter that Frank, our editor, who's next to us here, he came up with, which yeah. is absolutely incredible, Russell Brand. Yeah, Brand. Yeah, and he's also from Essex as well, so he'd know the land from Grace. Yeah. Russell Brand uh, would be absolutely yeah. belting, wouldn't he? Would it? Be good. Back yeah. in the day, Russell Brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, Russell Brand. But I do like the fact that Seb went for safety. Yeah, <laughs> he's gone for safety. He's going to look after rough nights. He needs to protect right. him. Is anyone, anyone else you're throwing in the mix then? <laughs> I mean, Paolo de Canio. Oh yeah, I don't know if he, I don't know what he's yeah. like on a night out. As West Ham fans, around, he's got to be. He's got to be. Like, I don't know whether like Michael Jackson would be interesting because you know that he's gonna he's gonna be. No, I think it'd be like I, I mean whatever you think about him as an individual. Uh, for me, like his music is incredible. I'll always yeah. love it. But like on the dance floor, it'd be unbelievable to like watch him do that live. <laughs> He'll be nicking birds no. right left. No, 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 but would he? Would That's he? the question. Yeah, but would he? It's a difficult one. Hello, yeah, we'll leave it. So, okay. Seb, you're on MJ and The Rock. <laughs> We're not coming on a night out with you. All right? Spend. So, this is what I said yeah, about yeah, this yeah, question. Yeah, it's a right, really yeah. tough you one. Were you were killing know? me. I was going. Really I, tough I, there was loads of things I wanted to do. What was the question I wanted to do? It was. Oh, it was brutal. It was... No, favourite movie. I was going to ask favourite movie, favourite TV programme of mm. all time, yeah? And these were like. What if they say something like Gladiator and you've got to go, oh, yeah, deep. Like, <laughs> yeah. like where do you go from there kind of thing? Seb so hasn't taken into consideration chemistry at the table. That's true. You've got exactly, the rock yeah. opposite Michael Jackson. What have they got in common? I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. I'd like really. to see Michael's people's elbow, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I'm going like Ricky Gervais, Boom. Gaza, Gaza yeah. and like a Russell Brand or something like yeah, that. Or, you know, Gaza's even just a Gaza and Jimmy Five Pellies. I'm, not, I'm yeah. not a massive fan of his films now, but growing up, I was a big Adam Sandler fan. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think it would be quite good value. Like, yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a tough one because there's a lot of people I love, like and admire, but not necessarily because what they're like on a night out. Yeah, you know I mean? like, yeah. I actually just like to go out with my mates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a better night than going out? No, with what are we talking about mates? as well? Like, are we talking like you say, sugar hurt, or is it sugar hurt? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, no I mean, one actually. It's closed now anyway. I think it's closed. What, yeah, what, yeah. what what's it like? So them, well, this is what I'm talking about. Like, that ilk, you can either go to them or you can go to the pub. And I'll have go a nice every yeah, time. Boozer, that's exactly yeah. the Boozer, same. Boozer, Murphy's for us, isn't it? Lamington. Boozer's, yeah. get me like a nice little plot up with a little chair against a light bar or something like that. That'll do me all exactly. day long. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. enough of the small. Anyway, what was the movie? What was the favourite movie anyway? So many. Sadly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I quite know, to be fair, I, I, my favourite film is Good Will Hunting. Have you seen Good Will Hunting? Oh, yeah, amazing. I love, I love amazing. Robin Williams in, yeah, in general. Yeah, Actually, yeah. he would have been banned on He would have been banned Obviously, he also had an alcohol problem as well, which is very sad, but. I mean, that We're tends, people that are good for night out tend to be yeah. go that way. But yeah, uh, Robin Williams, I love him, so I like all his films. But I think yeah, good Seba, no? Yeah, I, I actually the one film that I is I don't like seeing things many times. I like watching it, I want to see something else now. Yeah. But yeah. the one film I'll always watch if it comes on is Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, I think it's a great film. Proper D. Oh, yeah. that's why I didn't answer this question. I like then. war. <laughs> you like, <laughs> like death. What's your, like film? what's your film? Uh, mine's a comedy. I'll just be a comedy. So like these are these were like you can't have a comedy as your favourite film. I'm like, I would have the comedy as my favourite film. So Adam any Adam Sandler yeah, yeah. film I will watch for sure. Um like even Dumb and Dumber. I love Dumb and Dumber. It's like a stupid film, but it makes me Happy Gilmore's 
right up yeah. there. Gilmore's yeah. Gilmore. I noticed today you put those a couple of little quotes on the yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. Rush hour, anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. anything like that. Right, come on then. Let's actually get into the pod now. We've just chatted gum for about 15, 20 minutes. Well done, guys. We're on flames. Hashtag, let's talk about the very beginnings, okay? Because I remember speaking to you a few weeks ago. Well, it was a few months ago, I think, actually. We had a nice little um, like Zoom call, me and Tom, with you guys. It was brilliant. You were talking through all sorts of bits and bobs. And Cesar, as Piliqueta's name, cropped up early doors. And he was like one of the main guys to start with. Early investor, all that kind of stuff. How did that come about to start with? Yeah. To and be fair, actually... we, we were a couple of years in before Cesar got involved. But um, he was, yeah, you're right. In terms of, because everyone else at the club is just, it's like me, Seb and Alex, my missus, in terms of who like owns the club. That's it. That's the only other guys that run it sort of yeah, on a day to day. He's yeah. the only person that, apart from those three, that is like External, a part of the yeah. board, if you like. So that was kind of the first outside person we brought in. Um, that came about because... So, so what, what did he do? Just inv- He invested, yeah? Yeah, he put some money into the club. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that came about because he, he was involved in FIFA Esports, which is you know another part of our yeah, okay, football yeah, and yeah, FIFA. Yeah, yeah. I present a lot of those events. And so we met at a uh, uh, FIFA World Cup, uh, E-World Cup, in, I think it was 2017. Yeah. And he, a lot of footballers were getting into esports. Like Ozil's got a FIFA team. Yeah. Rude Hullick's got one. Mm-hmm. Gareth Bale's got Beckham. one. There's a, Dutch got player, there's a Dutch player who's got loads of money in, apparently. I can't think of his name, but he invested heavily into mm. some team. One of the big boys as well. Oh, really? I think it was, the, you know, the FaZe. FaZe yeah, kind of FaZe team. Oh, right, I think yeah. he was original, one of the original investors in that, which fair dues, it looks to have paid right. off at least. Uh. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of footballers getting involved in it. And I yeah. think Aspi was, was interested in it, but he knew about us. And, and I'd met him and he just came to me and said, could I get involved in Hashtag? And I was like, yeah, please Cool do. guy, yeah. Great guy, Great lovely guy. guy. We love brilliant, to hear that. Yeah, brilliant partner. And um, obviously we're big fans of his as well. He's come and got involved in different things over the years as well and helps the club yeah. in lots of ways. Yeah, just fantastic guy. Like anything you could ever dream of in someone that will back your project, he just lets us crack on with it. Like, Tell me about the, the celebration that he's promised he's going to do. Yeah. This is world class. Obviously, like, you know, we, we do it less now, to be fair. When we first started, it was all yeah, Hashtag yeah. and it weren't we? And we said, like, can we get you to do one? He's probably scored, like, maybe three goals since then. But he's, he's not, he's not going to be prolific. So, guys, that, that is the uh, the celebration. Okay, it's obviously a hashtag, yeah? But it's a lovely it's celebration. It's good technique. But Some people go with the other hand out. And I, I, I think right hand over left yeah, hand, hand over left. Yeah. Either way, my goalie gloves, mate, ain't yeah. gonna see it. I think it'll be clear. Like, imagine on match of the day, you're watching match of the day, and Cesar screams into the camera or something like that. And the best thing, there's a couple of celebration people do. It's very similar. It's like the one. Yeah. Or a. It, a lot, some people do like this A, and it, yeah. like a lot of yeah, people, a lot of people message us going, oh, they just hashtag him. We're like, we'll take it. My favorite, <laughs> yeah. favorite um, celebration ever. Nicholas and Alka was that. Like, yeah, we used to do that. We used to the safeguard, didn't we? Well, didn't have some sort of weird political. No, no, no. He did. Uh, he did. He scored. It was. It was at West Brom. It was when he was at West Brom. He scored against West Ham. We were away at West Ham. He scored, and he did. I can't remember. It was like a one finger or something. Oh, something else. Oh, right. He did summer, and it had some mad political. He got banned yeah. for a game or two, yeah, something yeah, like I that. that. Um, we have had a few people hashtag. David Myler did one for us. He hashtag yeah. it when he scored a goal. Did he? Yeah. Um, there's been quite. There's been a few boys, and, and then one of our old esports players, Harry's one of his best mates, is a, a rugby union player mm. for England. He did it when he scored a try. Oliver Gildart. Oliver Gildart. Yeah, we've got a few. We've got a few out there. Mm. A few tags out there. Yeah, exactly. There's a few tags out there. And well. congrats, promoted again. Yes, yes. Diff- bit of a weird promotion because it's like a points per game promotion. We've got a trophy. You take them, made one up. You take them. It doesn't matter. How you uh, in fairness, you were killing it anyway. Like you, you. I think you'd played. It the was heartbreaking because we, we, we sort of we were odds on to win the league when the pandemic hit. We'd just beaten our main title rivals yeah, yeah. to go like ahead and 
then obviously it happened. We didn't know what was going to happen. The FA called the league re- really early. They made the decision to call it off really early before any professional team had made any decision about points per game, null and void, anything. They just said, no, all gone, cancelled. Yeah, so you lot, when you were playing, you in the Prem at uh, that point. Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, March 14th or something was the last game we played for the first COVID break. And they called, they cancelled the league on March 20th. Yeah, Premier League didn't make their mind yeah. up until Six days, July. but not only did they call it off, they yeah. used the word expunge, which basically means Deleted, yeah. every Just goal forgotten. never happened. Absolutely yeah, forgotten. Awful. So they did that, and then obviously we resumed, and they had no way of like continuing the previous season. They just started again, and we were again on we, track to win it We played 74% of our season when they did that. Yeah. And they said there was no precedent for points per game, and then all the other leagues, apart from the Prem, which finished, obviously, uh, like to use the playoffs, lower league, league one, league two, whatever, they all use points per game, every league, and across the co- many countries as well, not just England. But they obviously... It felt like the entire time it was going to just be a real one that we had to just swallow. And then there was a big campaign called the Non-League Project, yeah, was called, remember, wasn't it? Yeah. which is basically around saying, look, there is an opportunity because they wanted to do a restructure of the league's pyramid. That it, it just happens to be there is a mathematical way that you could promote the amount of teams that were there. One team from each league, no relegation. Yeah. That then gives you an even pyramid. And we were like, that's too good to be true. They're never going to do that. And they did. <laughs> and they did. Bam, so fair play. Thank you very much. I remember that like at the time, though, because... I think we had a game against Leicester when it initially got suspended. I think it was about the middle of March, wasn't it? Yeah, we were yeah, due yeah. to play Leicester, I think, on the Saturday. And I came down with it ill on the Wednesday. Oh, really? And I think I was literally one of the first ones to come down with it initially. Remember Mikel Arteta came down with yeah, it? Yeah, that was really early. That was early. And there was another player. There was an outfield player as well. Um, yeah, came down, but really early doors. But I was panicking, thinking, brilliant, I'm going to be like the first one to get it. All the lads at football were texting me like, have you got it? Have you got the crown? And I'm like, what, what? like except at the time though, nobody yeah. knew sort of the extent no, yeah. of anything, did they kind of thing? And I was, I was thinking, please don't be the first guy because you're going to be all over the news. But then thankfully we had Arteta came out and then another player. And it was then it was just like a house of cards. Yeah. Everybody was coming out with all sorts of kind of, yeah, yeah. mad. But it for them to... to watch on Sky Sports though, wasn't it? Because it, it, was was like, it was like, at the start, it was like, wow. And then, and then it was like Arteta and then you yeah. had like yeah. Tom Hanks and people like that. But it was like, yeah. they, did, they still did Cheltenham Festival. That was that week. That was later that week, honestly. Yeah. Me and him made a video like a week before us saying we think Euro, Euros are going to get cancelled, and we got in the comments no, mugged no, off going no like, we're just trying to clickbait. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I really don't think the Euros are going to happen, guys. We just had a discussion about it, and obviously they didn't. That Chowton, I think that Chowton thing was the super spreader yeah, because if you think been. there's like what oh. literally hundreds of thousands of people. The thing is, right? It's interesting, over. right? If you yeah. think about how a festival works like Cheltenham. And you think about how something like a football match works. At a football match, you come to a particular place in the stadium, yeah. you leave from a particular place. So yeah. not great, but at a festival, you go, woohoo, touch all the doors, all the toilets, yeah. all the areas. I'm not sure about everything. you, though, Seb. I, I don't agree with that. I just walk into the Guinness tent. <laughs> yeah. And that's me for six hours. Going forward with hashtag, okay, what's, where, where, where are we looking? What are we thinking? What's the goal? Because yeah. from where you've come from already, to be where you are already now is that's like it's some achievement it's outrageous yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well speaking of the future I've actually got something for you come Consi- on consider it a down payment for when you obviously do sign the contract with hashtag in the future uh, there is your your shirt for hashtag united mate do guys have a look at this it's actually an outfield shirt but you know I'm, I'm sure you'd be fine with that what size is this XL yeah that, I mean that's what we had left <laughs> <laughs> well come on let's see if it fits come on so you got some big, you got some big. So there's, there's rumours rife, Bayo and Fenway, Fozzie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Names yeah. being rolled out now. Fair yeah, Bayo has actually said it. Like, well, we obviously me and him have chatted for years about it. He actually managed our first game, like our first ever game. Did he? So he's been around since the beginning. This is Defo going on, solid. Yes, love it. 
Get it on. But yeah, uh, Bayo actually confirmed it public. We did a, one of his podcasts yeah. a few months ago and he said he will play for Hashtag one day. And we, we've been talking about when the right time to do that is. Obviously, still with Wickham at the minute. And I've always said to him, you know, like, unless you yeah, think you're large enough, <laughs> stick it on a 60 degree, you'll be fine. <laughs> Let me put it on the wall. Oh, um, but yeah, uh, we've always said when the time is right. But I think you've got to respect, you know, we're not a professional football club. So we, yeah, we're not yeah. going to try and compete with professional football teams. If someone is still in that frame of mind, then obviously they've got to do that and pursue that and, and do what they can. But you know, we're very much uh, there as a next best thing, I would say, depending yeah. on what you're trying to do in football. But Bayo is just such a good fit for us if and when it happens, because like I say, he's there at the start. Him and I have done many things together over the years. He's a good lad, I mean, He's it? a big good friend Funny of mine. Like, I'd love it on a personal level. But also, like, I think he could do a lot of damage in the league we're in. Yeah, for sure. And um, it's a nice transition for someone, I'd say, coming to the end of their career, especially if they're going into media stuff because of what our club is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, there's a lot you can do there and it's a bit more flexible. You come out of an environment maybe where you're training every day and doing all that to suddenly, you know, three sessions a week, including games. Yeah. Like, it's a nice little... Well, that, that's it. If you get, like, Fozzie and Bayo, just sack the midfield and then... There you go. Route you're one, one yeah. bang, over the top. Oh. Tony Pulis' dream, man. <laughs> <Wet> <laughs> He's all over it. I've got to say, we, so we played against Adebayo last year, obviously, but he played for Wickham. We were at Watford. We were in the same league. I know he's a an absolute tank and he's not going to cover the yards he's not going to cover ground it's yeah. a given he's a big old bloke and he looked at times like his knees are shot but he would, yeah. he, do you know what I mean he'd do his job. but for what he is and what he did I honestly I don't think I've ever played against anybody as good or as effective as what he did seriously they, they would just play to him all day long they would kick it up he would get hold of it he would he would be holding off two three men at a time he was incredible right he, he was man of the match tonight he I, was it, brilliant at Wickham wasn't he he was, brilliant. He, he was incredible he was a nightmare to play against honestly yeah. he was an absolute nightmare to play against but not only just as a player as a bloke like oh my god you hear the way he was talking to the lads and helping them and like really? like all that kind of stuff it was so nice to see like absolutely wicked kind of yeah, thing yeah he's so, top man he's a great yeah guy. that'd be wicked so like in a couple of years time so guys this is this is my dream anyway I would love to do this I want to do one more year at Watford I'll do a year in America hopefully and then I'm coming to the tag. Then he comes to Basel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100% coming to the tag. Love that. Clip that, somebody. Oh, what's yeah, the goalie called? Who's the goalie? Sorry. It's, we got, well, Jack, Jack, Jacko's Jacko. the original yeah, keeper. Jacko and Pagey. Jacko's 42. And Jacko yeah. has said this is his last year. Is it? For sure. He said yeah. that four years in a row. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Realistically. To be fair to me, he broke his leg at 40 and came back. Fair news, yeah. And we've got Pagey as well. He's just joined us last season. But, I mean, you've got a couple of years to worry about that, mate. Yeah, so, don't yeah. worry about it. Non-league goalkeepers change every five minutes anyway. So <laughs> what we'll do you do? Do you play out from the back or anything like that? Because I don't know if I'm going to be able to lump it in a couple of years' time. <laughs> we can do. We've got, we got 3G surface, mate. There you go. How do you feel about that? I'm going to probably have to do many training sessions. <laughs> I'll turn up on a Saturday, lads. It's all in your head. I told you earlier. You can't be one of those guys. You're either in or you're out. Of course I'm doing that. I'm turning up to training. Look, I think I'm right in saying the club you started at, your very beginning of your youth career, was it Racing Club You've done more research than us here, by the way. I think they're at the level that we've, they were at the level that we've, you've played maybe at the level we've just gone An equivalent level, basically. So you're in the Ismian League now, which is the eighth level, eighth eighth tier of uh, English football. And I think back then, I think it was very similar sort of thing. So back then it was a Dr. Martin's Western that we were in. That's where I started, obviously, Um, which will actually bring me really nicely onto the next part because... Uh, having played at that level it was semi-pro at the level we was training kind of Tuesday night and you would play on a Saturday or Wednesday or whatever it was um, I remember playing for Racing Club Warwick and I was on 30 quid a game yeah, yeah okay yeah. so we would play on a Saturday afternoon I would get 30 quid in a brown envelope and it was like I'd won the lottery like, <laughs> honestly I'm not even joking here. how old were you at the time I was 17 years 17. old right and so I was getting 30 quid on a Saturday this is before United but this is before everything this right. is like before football started for right, me kind right, of right. I hadn't even turned pro at this level yeah so 
I um, I would get my 30 quid and we would, we had just started going out. The lads had started going out to Leamington and stuff like that. So it paid for my Saturday night. And for last, back yeah. then, 30 quid would pay Every for day. your Saturday night. So that was, what, 20 odd years ago? Stop, leave my fan alone, all right? Um, so we were talking, so that's sort of like 20 years ago, okay? Yeah, 20 years ago, I would be on 30 quid a game. What are we talking now? What sort of pay scale are we talking for yeah. for hashtag for example well i mean the league it's mental what money there is in non-league now so like for example i know a team one level above us who've gone fully professional so who, they're, who, they're not the even i don't know if i'm allowed to say it because it's a bit of a rumor yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, they're yeah. not um even in the conference not even in so the we're talking wow. seventh we're talking seventh tier yeah. football yeah. fully, and fully below the conference yeah so which that, is mental it is I mean, mental bear in mind the, the conference and the, or the national league is now known isn't supposed to be professional. Everyone in the National Prem is professional, so it's a professional league. It should be the fifth professional league. Yeah, yeah. And then the South and North, you're left behind if you're not, really, at this point. So it's like, and we're only a couple of divisions away from that. So that, I mean, that, there is a lot of money in it, but there's a massive misnomer and common misconception yeah. with hashtag that we throw money at our players. Yeah. I think like, that from the outside looking in, honestly, like I would say you surely have a bigger budget than we have the lowest, we have the lowest wage budget in the league. Budget in the league. From last season. And we've said this and no one believes us, but obviously ask our players, like, no one believes yeah. us. The fact of the matter is, I'm very honest about it. I'm trying to run this club the right way. I'm not trying to um, Throw a load of money at something to get something tomorrow and then change it. I'm trying to slowly progress yeah, yeah, the team yeah, 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 so we yeah. never go backwards. So we see our first season in non-league. We are in the 10th division at the time of England. Very few teams. Some teams in that league were paying. Some teams were, but yeah. most of them weren't. Why would we pay in that league when we have, are the best team in the... I mean, we're the biggest team for five leagues above us, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm being legit sure. here. Now, not everyone's going to agree with me. But in my opinion, we're the biggest team, certainly in Essex. We're bigger than Southend. We're bigger than Colchester. We're bigger than Chapter... Southend have been playing league to football, but how many people in the world have heard of Southend United? I guarantee you, ten times that amount of people have heard of Hashtag United. For sure, yeah. doesn't mean that yeah. we're better than them. No. We're not, but you've got certain variables. We're we're big, and so at tenth level of English football, why would we pay? And this is not to discredit our players. There's players that could earn more money elsewhere if they needed it. They didn't sign for us. It wasn't right for them, and yeah. I respect that. So we went up to ninth tier. We did start paying very small expenses. But still, literally petrol fees yeah, and all I'm that. Not kind even would we'll cover yeah. it. Not yeah, even yeah, would cover yeah, it. Yeah. Three sessions a week wouldn't cover it, and that's been the case for the last two years. We are going to up it a little bit now we're in this league because we have to. But we will be one of the least paying teams in that league. I guarantee you. And at what point do you get to the stage where you're buying players? Because yeah. because we were chatting about this earlier, weren't we? And you hear like mad stories of like ex pros when they were playing non league and going, "I mm. was signed for like a." a set of kit and a chocolate bar or something bag like that. Yeah, cones. bag of balls and some cones. And you know, At what point do you start signing players? We only buy a player if they're under contract. And under yeah. contracts are quite rare at this yeah. level still. You do get it, but it's not common. And then if they are under contract, it's kind of like a massive barrier to a club like us at our level to buy someone because it puts a price on it. So it just doesn't, it's not going to happen for us anytime soon. There'd be no need for us to. What we're talking, conference maybe? If you get into conference, maybe you have to start doing something I think like that. It depends on what we're trying to do. I think we want to go... We want to... Uh, We've had quite an old squad for the last few years. Yeah. Like that mm. first season in non-league, our defence was forty-year-old goalkeeper. You know, Tom Williams used to play yeah, for yeah, Wickham. Yeah. He was our left back. At he was in one of your 30... videos the other day, weren't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so he was thirty-eight at the time. Mm. Simon Peddy was thirty-eight. Jack Harrison was thirty-five, mm. and then we had a twenty-five-year-old. Is like, that wrong? That's 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 yeah, it works. It, does, it works. It gets you a long way. I think now we want to look for the future because a lot of those guys are guys been with us for a long time yeah. and they're sort of coming to the end of their journey with us. So I think that. Um, we want to try and we think our best strength as a club is to give young people a platform because it's such a great opportunity. You look at some of the stuff like Scott Pollock had at one of our first yeah, academy yeah, yeah, series yeah. as pro now. Like it's a great opportunity to show what you can do. 
we have got a full youth team now. We've got 500 players across the boys and girls sections. We can be a great ladder for people mm. to then go and be what we can't be just yet, you know, which is a fully professional team. So that's what I think we want to do, isn't it, really? Yeah, I think there is a, there is a great way that we can, for a certain amount of time, and we may well be about to find out where the end of that is, is if someone's playing non-league and maybe getting 50, 100, 150 quid a week that maybe has a good job already and they do their football as a passion still, I know there's some people that do it as to supplement their income, but we can be a really exciting proposition for those yeah, sort of sure. people because they don't need to earn X amount of money. They might want to, but they might want a brilliant experience. And that's what we can offer them is they can come and play in front of literally hundreds of thousands of people every week, be stopped for selfies when they get petrol, at the, at the, you know, go to Tesco's, get yeah. selfies, feel like a pro yeah. without having to be at that level. So we can offer that experience. The and interesting there are other thing ways is, people can earn money as a result. Of, of course, like you know, we're well. very fortunate with the partnerships and sponsorships we get. There's lots of perks. You're invited to things like we said it's earlier. It's incredible. We, we by get the way, out. when you look at, like you say, about being a big club, obviously you've got that internet base and the model's so unique. So obviously, where you are down in that part of the world, there's a lot. The non-league mm, side of things mm, is thriving, mm. isn't it? But obviously, you've just come to the end of season three of the academy. That must be massive for you because it's like tryouts, obviously for the youngsters and stuff. Um, it must be a massive recruitment it's so, It is, and it is so rewarding because we all work so hard to deliver what we do. And when you get these people come who are serious about their football, especially in the more recent years, we've gone up, the actual candidates we've got have been at a much higher and higher level. You come and you see how passionate, how much they want to play for our club. Yeah. And it gives everyone, if like, how cool is this? We've got thousands of people applying that want to be part of our club so desperately they're driving here driving they're giving up their time like, they love it so much they know everything about the videos like people like Yoni like who's like, so knows everything about the, the lad, club the lad who's just got to the final he didn't win the final but and we end up signing loads of players from it we don't mm. miss one wins a contract and yeah, they're, sure, they're signed yeah. to the rest are in consideration at least yeah, anyway, we're, yeah. We're, we've got the last eight of all part of our preseason this year so the eight boys mm. have all got to the last eight uh, we did a women's series this year as well we yeah. signed the two finalists yeah, for that as well yeah. but the um yeah, the, the, the lad who got to the final, who's going to sign for us anyway, Yoni, we didn't know because we have so many applicants and we missed so many that he'd actually applied every single year and we'd never wow. invited him to a trial before. No and he was a player as well. And he's a really good, player. good player. Yeah, he, played, he was playing pro in Albania last year, or uh, Kosovo last mm. year, I believe. Um, so he's like, God, he only came home because of the virus. Yeah. Yeah. He stayed out there, yeah. Were you guys, do you think you were the first sort of internet team? I mean, is we there were, anyone before you anyway? Do you know but, that? Well, Depends so how you define it, really. Yeah. So yeah. Palmer's were the first Sunday team uh, on YouTube, really, from Sunday games. And, and in, in that essence, I would probably say it's very hard to, to uh, answer that question because, like, for example, we used to film our Sunday league team and put it on YouTube 15 years ago. Oh, really? Right? Yeah. But no one watched it. Yeah. So it's like Veterans, it's about yeah, a level yeah. of popularity years ago you have on to YouTube. achieve. Oh, yeah, I've gosh. been on YouTube for 15 years now. Wow. How old are you? How are you? Hello. No, I was on at the very beginning. But like going back to that then, so like, just just quickly, like when you talk about hash, how hashtag was conceived and stuff, because obviously we've been media pros now, we do our research, don't obviously. we? Obviously. And like, I was watching some videos back and it's like, your Sunday league team, you're obviously kind of doers because it was like your Sunday league team and you had the old check from um, from the bank when you had the, like, the yeah. grant to start up your own Sunday league team. Yeah. So it must just be a, a well, kind of willingness well, normally, to... Uh, normally the manager of a Sunday league team is the old guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is or, that or it, it is. <laughs> genuinely though, the, the, it's the old guy. It's the it's whoever you can get to do it. Yeah. The dad of one of the players, for example. You, like, you, you're doing this in your mid-20s. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, to be fair, I've always been really busy. Like, basically, I don't mean that like... I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah wanting like to do that stuff. Guy, you know, like... Yeah. Oh, you see bit. some of his spreadsheets. Uh, basically... <laughs> you were talking about heat Don't diss a spreadsheet. I came into 
into football relatively late, weirdly. Like, Seb was way more into it than me. I think I actually almost rebelled against football because of the sort of brotherly rivalry at first. <laughs> so Seb was, like, really good at football as well. So, Mike, Seb, sorry, Seb Tottenham fan. You know what? I nearly beat on that as well. Our family's half Tottenham, half West Ham, funny enough, but we're all West Ham. But yeah, I never got into it. And then um, I think it was through computer games, ironically. I think it was actually from playing FIFA FIFA, 98 on the PC. Spain got into it to such an extent where he was playing, I don't know what age it was, but there was a team you played for in Malden. And you were like riding your bike to training like an hour each way to come back. Yeah, but also it's like, a great story which is in my books, Manchester City Game Changer, if you want to check out. So I'm available in no good shops anymore because I think it's been pulped. <laughs> Alan Partridge. Right, right, it's um, it was Sunday Times bestseller. It was, it? yeah. yeah it's, it, not, it's not yeah, making a mistake. Anyway, there's actually a passage in there because one time, I was, like I said, I was probably, the reason I was having to cycle eight miles is because I was really bad. Like, I mean, I'm not amazing now, but yeah, I, yeah. I've got better. I was quite bad. I didn't get I've seen the, the videos, teams. mate. You're all right in that EE Cup thing. You're not bad. I, I remember Cup. You said the other day, gave yeah, me a nice you, compliment. You raised yeah. your game for those big ones. But yeah. at first, I really wasn't because I didn't start playing football until about 13, 14. Like, I didn't play any kid football. And then um, this, this team I was cycling to eight miles after school. I got hit by a car on the way to training. I got hit by a car. I actually hit my bike, but I went into the road, like scraped down my leg, bleeding, nothing serious. Did he stop? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he was not. It was, it was, actually, I think it was my fault. I think I actually fell off the road and went over the pavement. Yeah, went, yeah, I, I, yeah. I was only 14 or something, 15. But anyway, the point, point of them is, this is how keen I was. I was a mile from the ground when it happened, and I thought I'm going to be late. So my, car, my bike was crumpled in two. So I picked up my bike, jogged the rest of the mile, got there. I'm like 15 minutes late. All I was thinking of is how I'm not going to play on the weekend because I'm late for training. I turn up, not really, I'm literally covered in blood. I and my manager it. goes to me like, you, what's, what's going on? And I was like, I'm so sorry, I'm late. And he was like, no, you look like you're dying. <laughs> Don't worry about training. It's he made, he made me kept it on the spot like that. Because based on that, and I subsequently got taken off me about a month later because none of the boys liked him. This is what we like. None of the boys liked him. Oh, we got some beers on the way. Oh, look at that. He has bought some beers. They look like proper cold bad boys as well. Jem, you're a legend. Jem, you are a legend, mate. Top man, thank you, mate. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, sweet, mate. Thank you, mate. So, so when you're setting up yours. hashtag then, so obviously you've set it up. So pre that, I'd, I'd set up Cheers, a team mate. at 16. Yeah. I then ran my university team. Yeah. Like I was always running a team because I was the guy that w- would be bothered to do that. So his hashtag was an inevitability. Yeah. Essentially. What wasn't inevitable was the success we've had. That's sure. the lucky bit, I guess. At what point though, does what point running hashtag and starting hashtag did you go, okay, we're, we're on to something big time here. We need to run with this. What point does that happen? I never think we really had that yeah. moment. We've had these. We've had a few moments along the years where, because the thing is, so much has happened. There's never been a time to stop a breath. I remember one particular moment at one of the second or third Wembley Cups, which is like a, a big game put together every year or used to put it together every year with EE, where you actually play a game at Wembley. We've yeah. had loads of people watch it online and in the stadium. And one particular year, we did a draft system or a system where other pros would play as well. We've had like a Stevie G, etc. Rhea Ferdinand was set to play. He had to pull out the day before with a calf injury. Yeah, yeah, Spencer and I were in his um, dining room with a whiteboard looking at the options of who we should sign to play for us, Galas or Mendieta. Right? <laughs> and we were watching highlights of them on YouTube going, who should we sign the hashtag? We stopped. We are like, hang on a minute. Can we just take a moment? To you had yeah. What's Gallas going on here? Galas. Oh, it was unbelievable. We need a defender. We need a defender. It was purely position. He's got a hammer right for William Gallas. Come on. Do you remember him back in the day scoring an absolute belt of He played so well for us. It was amazing. But the funniest bit about that story, which Seth probably left out to be respectful, but I'll happily tell it, is we're sitting in this dining room and we Gallas had just finished a year in Australia. We went to Australia for the end of his career. 
And there's this one thing he did in the game, which is like, honestly, if you watch it, you'll think Gallas is the worst football you've ever seen, which he obviously isn't. But he has this one it's moment where he moment. just loses all football ability. It's like a ridiculous. <laughs> that Space Jam moment where they yeah, lose their power. Like, yeah, like, like you were golf early. You were <laughs> yeah. you know, no, it's not one. It's like three things in like a ten-second moment. You're Constant. like, what is this? Yeah. And I'm watching it with Seb, and I'm thinking, Gallas ain't good enough. That's when we stopped. We'll play Jack. Who do we think we are that we're saying Gallas isn't good enough? Obviously, he came in and he was unreal, like you said. Yeah, he's unbelievable. But yeah, that was the pinch yourself moment. Yeah just like crazy things like that or like looking looking back on it but throughout the journey that so much has happened and it's been such a like uh snowball one thing has led to another thing to another thing to another thing it hasn't really been like well, for me a key moment when seb like got involved in, in in the sort of business side of what we do we sat down and we it didn't happen like naturally as straight away from this but we said explicitly we wanted to create something bigger than ourselves it wasn't just a youtube channel yeah. that was only relevant if people wanted to watch yeah, me for play FIFA. And there's legacy. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's for sure. Forever, yeah, great. Something that could be, you know, you know, who knows? You know, I'm one of the older ones of like the YouTube first generation. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm 32 now, but when I was getting into YouTube and it was kicking off for me, I was like 25, and all these guys at KSI were all 16, 17. Yeah. So I was a little bit further on. So I'm thinking, well, what's, you know, how relevant am I going to be? Are people going to want to watch me when I'm 30? Am I going to want to do it when I'm 30? All these things. So I was like, well, if I can create something that I love and work within that. Yeah, you can just let it run itself. Which as well is what we've tried to do. Well, we, we've, we've done a few videos recently. So we did one the other week with um, Chris MD. We did it with um, Mini Minter, people like that. And just just from as we've got going and got and talking to these other sort of YouTube stars, these like social media people, blah, blah, blah. And we'll, we'll, your name will inevitably come up somewhere along the line kind of thing. And they're like, yeah, I used to play for, for hashtag, like Theo Baker, yeah, yeah, for example. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Everyone yeah, yeah, has I, played I used to play for hashtag. And I was like... What? What? It? And it? literally, you have had like virtually everybody that's big in the UK, sort of like YouTube scene, basically, has played for you or guys at some us, point. Or against, yeah. yeah. I mean, with, with the you. Wembley Cup, because we sort of for that hashtag plays against like a YouTube All Stars yeah. team, and we get some other players in for us. So it has been like. Um, Theo yeah, Baker was our first marquee signing. Yeah, yeah. Was that, it, yeah. We he backed a couple, didn't he, at the Wembley Cup? actually, he's very injury prone, unfortunately, but he's actually a very good player. Yeah, he's, yeah, a yeah. he's got his own yeah. team now, hasn't he? Yeah, he's he's got Saw the video with um, Trent and like, um, yeah. he, can, he can rattle a ball, can't yeah. he? To be he's fair. Ball, yeah, yeah and it, so we, it, when it started, it was literally just my mates from school and Seb's mates from uni. That was the only people that played. And then we just slowly found people and invited people in. Because we had to, and that's where the academy came in. The academy now is, is turned into something that's actually for finding good footballers. The first series was literally a competition to basically give a viewer of Martin or Hashtag the chance to do these cool matches. We were playing in America, we were playing in stadiums. It was just, we didn't think we'd find a kid that yeah, could be pro. Sure, we yeah. Yeah. We'd find Never actually, I was reading about it last night and I, saw, I said to you, didn't I, there was a £3,000 like prize for the first. I said, imagine being like 17, 18 years old or whatever and you've just won it for Hashtag and then you've got three grand burning an hole in your back pocket. Well, Scott's second like, wow. game for us was at the Emirates. His Incredible. fourth game for us was at Wembley for like 34000 You don't get those chances. You don't get to do that. Northampton Pro. Just extended his pro contract. Yeah, yeah. he played against Wayne Rooney in the FA Cup a couple of seasons ago. Incredible, wasn't it? How... How have you found the sort of the management of people and not only just the players kind of thing and the the staff, all that kind of stuff? How have you found sort of managing I, I will, people I will be, in that arena? I think arena? you'll agree with me, Spen. We've never really spoken about it, but I'll be quite comfortable to say that when we went into non-league, despite the fact that we, I think we've managed very well, I don't think we ever properly understood just how much extra work there'd be. Well, we like knew we couldn't how, do it on our own. Just like sure. we, we were going from, back in the days, we had our own sort of divisional structure. We played two games a month. 
So that's two match videos and some other content. And we'd maybe have one session a month, maybe even two months to do like challenge videos. We'd yeah. smash a few out at once. To then go into like multiple training sessions, multiple matches, uh, filming all of it, uh, more crew, more locations, more more production. Um, and then you've got an external source like the FA who have to abide by the rules and regulations, learn on the go. And then you've got all these additional players. And that's continue to get big with the women's team, the youth team. Now we've got these committees of yeah. like 30, 40 people on them. We've got compliance, like health and safety, like yeah. young youth welfare, all yeah. these things. There's now so much that's going on all the time. 500 people play for hashtag now from under like fives up yeah, to like uh, up to well the first teams yeah. and they've all got parents and they've all got there's so much happening now and um the infrastructure is strong isn't it you've got a, a pretty solid set, it's a solid setup yeah. you've got and you've got like what first team resis women's like you say uh, all the all the all the youth all structure the youth ages, yeah. all of the youth ages like we like my son plays sort of under 12s under 11s under 12s kind of thing and even that team is like a local team, but there's there's all the youth structure. You have got the men's team, and it's an effort. Like, it's like the a amount serious, of people that commit so effort. much time. Obviously, we've got a lot of full time staff mostly on the production side, but then you've got like there's now so many volunteers who like put in so much time, and that's very obviously apparent yeah. in non league in general, right? Like these clubs are yeah, built yeah, off yeah. communities. A lot of volunteers. It's important to give credit where it's due. Like we didn't. Like, the youth team was an existing youth team. Of course, with. So there's a team called Forest Glade in, in Billericay in Essex. So they've been doing great things since since the early 90s. And we know them. Our manager, Jay Devereaux's kids play for that team. So he yeah. introduced us to them. We knew we wanted to use structure. And it was no, we created Hashtag from scratch in terms of entering the pyramid as our own team. But creating a youth 500 kids overnight from scratch yeah. is just not, yeah. it's, it's not impossible. crazy. So we were able to merge with an existing team and actually mutually benef uh, benefit from it because we became a bigger club. They now have access to things like, the, in our area, it's called the EJA League. So it's like the, the highest level of football you can play if you're not in an academy, yeah. a youth level. You have to be affiliated to a, a, a league club to do that, which Forest Grade weren't. So by, it was a mutually beneficial merger. So they've been able to kick on. We've kicked on. Uh, same with the women's team. Our women's team, the highest ranked women's team in Essex, uh, in the fourth tier right now. Um, so just the yeah, three, three divisions below the Women's Super League. They That's were an existing team. What a story, They're In the guys. same league as Ipswich, Norwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Leighton Orient, formerly known as. So with, with like, let's let's take your first team and your women's team, right? So at your level, how important is ability versus the people? Because you might have a a worldy player or something, and if they're a bit of a cannon, bit of a yeah, mm -hmm. bit of a cannon, a problem in the dressing room, basically. Yeah. Like, how important is that for you, or do you just look for ability, or do you take these things into consideration? I think we're we're very fortunate. We're in in Jay Devro, who's our manager. Is he's not only like knows his way around. What's, what's Jay's background, by the way? Because he was assistant manager. At he's played at, he's, yeah. as a player. He's played every level up to the conference prem. Yeah, and okay. all the way down. So he knows that sort of arena massively, like yeah, yeah. massively. Yeah. yeah, for sure. He retired early, about twenty nine thirty. Um, started to sort of semi-retire because of injury. Yeah. So he got into coaching quite young, um, and then we knew him because our dad's been in non-league as a physio or, or, like since we were kids. So my dad was physio for East Thurrock, which is the team. At the right. time, they were yeah, in the National yeah, yeah. League South. Devs was the assistant manager there. And I started filming them for YouTube. So I, that's what I'm saying. Before Hashtag, I, was, I used to go to their games, film their games. They got to the FA Cup first round against Hartlepool, went up, filmed that. Um, their manager at the time, John Coventry, was really good. He just let me come in. I was this 21, 22-year-old kid who just wanted to film. The videos were getting 1,000 views, whatever. Do you know what I mean? It was a very small channel at the time. But basically accidentally because I didn't know hashtag was going to happen I met this core group of people who I've all brought into hashtag so yeah. Devs and Joe Keith with the two assistant managers they're my manager and assistant manager now 
uh, half a playing squad have played for me since then that I've yeah. brought in towards the end of their career that I know personally. And that comes back to your question about bad eggs in the change room. We don't tend to have them mm. because we don't let them in the club. Yeah, right? yeah. We just, we're quite protective of that. I think, I think you, the, the type of player you would attract would, like I said, you said earlier about they can sort of, they might, they could probably play higher. They could. Yeah, yeah. But I think the exposure that hashtag will give them uh, probably, and this, the, this sort of the age that we live in, Kids love that, don't they? Mm. You know what I mean? Even like 22, 23 year olds, they love that exposure. So they might sort of forgo the level to play for you guys, but you know that they're going to they're gonna pull their weight and they're not going to be sort of dickheads in the change rooms and stuff like that. Because I see it all the time as well. We might I think sign that's a what new Dev player. Dev's has just got, he, he, he's like a lovely, lovely guy. Then he's got a mode he'll go into yeah. where he's, he's all about business. I've seen it. I've seen he, it. he basically just wouldn't tolerate it. Like yeah. They wouldn't last five minutes. If you were a complete manager, joke, he'd just be like, that, you know, he'd make the decision. I'd rather, it's a real shame because I think they're a great player, but it's not going to work. Yeah. It's he brilliant because we're watching like the Academy series and obviously all your videos and stuff and watching, um, obviously it's by design and it's a little bit what Fozzie does with his channel. It's kind of opening it up and making it a community and people kind of know devs and yourselves and the players, you know, Jacko and Garth. Characters, it's like it's a soap. characters. It's, it's like a soap, soap, isn't it? You do, you have yeah. to have recurring characters. The, the challenge in of that though, because that's what it was at the start, but the challenge of non-league is just the... Nutrition. The, no, it's the, yeah, yeah, it's just mm. the movement of players. So like as much as we've been, Jacko's basically been amazing that he's kept playing and he, he also lives nowhere near. He lives two hours really? away. So far so away. He lives in, in Windsor. Is he as angry as he looks? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a sweetheart. He would be. He's a sweetheart. He's absolutely sweetheart. He drives two and a bit Jacko hours at every session. <laughs> so he and he so he could have put his hands up and quit any day, and we, no one would have judged him for it. But he's kept going, absolutely, even after the leg break. Um, but he's actually the only one left now as a player. Jack, Jack, Jack Harrison, Harrison is coming back. My, my friend yeah. from school, I've been playing like football with a tennis ball in the playground since we're twelve years old together. He was our club captain when we won the league the first year in non-league. He did his um, ACL playing in a friendly into club friendly two oh. years ago this month yeah and he's just returned to training Whoa. this like last week and he he was i mean and he, he's like 36 he captain now. of independent england school bo- yeah. uh, school boys or whatever player. Like, proper player yeah some good players yeah. but um yeah he, he so if he comes back that's great and and let's say we get one more year out of them there, there will come a time where we have no one left in the beginning mm. so when it comes to the soap operas and the characters you're talking about it's the people off the pitch it's yeah, me and sure. Seb who yeah, are every yeah. game mm. it's you know Cesar now to an extent it's our people like LP one of mm. our presenters who's been with us for a long time it's Alex it's it's who's it's... the guy that does sorry sorry to interrupt who's the guy that um, films because I was watching the bit when Devs was um, doing the academy bit and the guy comes up to him at the wrong time yeah that's LP, LP. That's ask LP. him a question and Devs kind of like cut yeah. him down and I was they've like, got a little Whoa. bit of a love-hate relationship yeah, yeah. And, but it was like nice to see it. you could tell yeah. it was yeah. like not now no, but yeah. he was serious yeah. but it was kind of like yeah and that's where Devs was a great capture because he uh, he won't mind me saying like he wasn't like your classic sort of he wouldn't have watched YouTube before he, he came yeah. to yeah. us yeah, his, yeah. his kid his, his lad and that Ellis gave us so much does. credibility by the way because we came into the non-league world and that was a big thing when we, whenever we talk to people about hashtag a lot of the times the question is how are you perceived by traditional non-league because you're coming from a YouTube team yeah. called hashtag united yeah. going up against you know teams that have been around hundreds of years real old school committee led like old boys type teams and you, 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 we were perceived exactly the way you think you, we would be. However, when you have a manager like Jay Devereux, if they're like, well, he's from our world. If he's getting his name, there must be something yeah, which gives us maybe half the door in. Especially we're throwing money at him. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. People just find the easiest possible route to explain it in their heads, in which they always think is money. Like, and, and we do have money. Like, we're not hiding away from that. We have great sponsors, which is what Seb you know, does, does a great job at bringing in for the club. 
but we don't throw it at the players. And, and I'm sure they'd love it if we did. Guys, quickly, can I just interrupt you as well? Uh, this morning, I rung you, didn't I? I said, well, one thing in football I love doing like to the lads. like we'll, So say if we, if we get like a young player come in to the first team or something like that, right? I'll always make a point of going, right, you've got to go, got to stand on the stage and you've yeah. got to introduce yourself. You've got to say who you are, position, all that kind of... And they're like, oh, they're nervous. It's horrible, right? But then I'll go, you've got to answer some questions as well. The question I'll always ask, right, is... How much do you earn, mate? How much do you want a week, right? And you would not believe the amount of young lads that, because they're in front of like the senior players, will go eight hundred pound a week. So it's incredible. As soon as they said it, it's incredible. So anyway, I said to I said to Tom earlier, I said um, I said I'm going to do like a like a, a search on Google how much Seven Spencer are worth from yeah, hashtag. Yeah, that's so exactly. anyway, so anyway, so anyway, it's funny. I love it. Because we all know that Google is so bang on and exactly it is what it is, right? So it is what it is. So if Google says it, okay, we have got here. So Seb, I'll start with you. You're the big dog, by the way, all right? You earn between, you are worth, sorry, your value for you is between one and five million dollars, all right? Okay. Big bro. So Wait, he's value right. is a footballer. No, no, no. That, that's how much money he's got in the bank, all right? So uh, you've got value between a golfer. one and a half, one and <laughs> yeah. five in the bank you have. And uh, Spencer, sorry, mate, you've only it's got seven hundred thousand dollars in the bank. <laughs> it's probably close to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how they get that. They get it's outrageous. Thing is, yeah, if you Google yeah, that within like four clicks, you've got eight different answers, haven't you? Exactly. Yeah, 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 I just took the first one. I had like basically, you've had a couple of zeros, really. and you're probably about right. <laughs> <laughs> like, go back to the credibility thing, though. So, do you have much resistance? Is there much mm. kind of like? Well, we had a couple of big wins early on, so like we we're very fortunate that the whole show is able to happen to the scale it does because of some of the partnerships we're able to do, yeah. because of how how much support we get from the audience, right? So that brings a lot of opportunity, and one of the ones that brought early on by Football Manager was they were going to make a version of the game because their game stops at a certain level, way above where we play, right? League, but they yeah. made a version of the game that put every player yeah. in our club in our league into the game. Just your team, so all of our opponents, every opponent. So they wow. basically, all our opponents, all of a sudden, yeah. were in Football Manager because we're in the league. So straight away, all the players are like, oh, that's pretty cool, that's not bad. That's super so cool. little things like that, but then Devs has always been big from the very beginning, like silly things that may not sound like a lot, but like leave the changing room cleaner than you find it. Yeah, like nice. Little things like that. And it's the people nice. that build Standards. clubs, those things, you have a chat with someone, oh, do you know hashtag actually the time don't? Yeah. Did they? Hmm, okay, interesting. So they, that, over you know? a number of years, yeah. they're starting to, and no, there's not anything to like, you know, we'll get out. No, it doesn't matter though. It's we not, just it's try standard. and do the right things. Word I don't think anyone out, that takes the time bunch. to like literally see what the team is like with people, like you always say it, they say, hashtag United, where it's just a team of mates. Isn't that how every football club ever started? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Isn't that how every club ever started? Like, where West Ham, Thames Ironworks, people that worked in a factory together. You know, it's like it's, we, we're people that have been worked, like, people that actually created the club, people that worked on the internet together that's just called hashtag because we're on the internet and social media rather than Who the, the name? factory. Where'd the name come uh, from? The name came from actually when I worked for another YouTube channel called Copper 90. Yeah. We created a seven aside team that we just played for fun in London. Yeah. And actually, I've gone fast forward. Like Power League, like Power League. Yeah, Power League. We called our team Hashtag FC because we all worked in football social media. But that actual name come from an idea that I pitched to Copper Knightley that they binned off, which I understand why they binned it off, to be fair. It was the right decision. Which was like, do you remember Fash FC? John Fash? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a modern day version of that, where I was going to be the presenter and manager of the team. And I was going to have an iPad and we were going to live stream the games. 
and the, the on on uh, on Twitter, you could tell us what we wanted to do. Substitute. This like is that. ten years and ago. This is incredible. This is only ago. starting to just happen, by so the this way. This happened. Yeah, yeah. I think there's one team, isn't there? Where I heard it on the radio last year, where there was a team where that you can literally vote for. Quite a few teams have tried it. It doesn't work. It's yeah. carnage. It's absolutely. Crazy carnage. Street did try it with something called My Football Club about ten years ago mm. as well. Not with Twitter and live streaming, but we, you were a sixty quid a year member and you could vote for the team for it for the lineup on the weekend. It's a, it's an awful way to run a football club. Of course it is. We were trying to create a content show. We were, it was a Sunday team what we were doing this, in this series but they, they didn't do it because we were a brand new channel we had no subscribers that idea works you need enough people watching mm. to make so the vote relevant if seven people well. vote and go yeah sub John off you need 7,000 people voting do you know what I mean so hashtag FC, we never was... did it I kept the name personally seven aside team hashtag FC then we needed a name for this where did the United in there for a couple of reasons really one we thought it sounded better and two Maybe it's because of West Ham. Just one reason. Also, is to differentiate from this thing, just in case Copper came up, you know, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, down the line. Which it wasn't, because the idea was completely it different. Was your idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we used to play four aside in Coventry, so we used to play four aside, and it was nets around the whole mm. pitch, so the ball couldn't go out. You know, the sort of furry green ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, I'm in my car right now because I do yeah. Tuesday nights. So and we were we were Real Zaradosas, weren't we? Real Zaradosas, and that was um, it's like a nice fantasy football yeah, team. And it was yeah, like yeah. every week. It was like you know, it's Coventry, and it was it was from feisty games lively really. we, I, we, I, we used to play this one team and it was like there was a fight there's, there's a, a fight. fight it's 100% a hundred percent and, the, and you were like when you'd go in goal oh. there'd be clean sheets in in like four or so games <laughs> where there's about a hundred shots <laughs> yeah. usually hundred so shots, we'd yeah. go outfield and there was this one game and it was like a, i remember the team we were playing against and he's like we were shy were we and he's like stuck his foot in and you were at stoke at the time and then there was this and he ran straight hobbled straight off the pitch Went straight out the door, got in your car. I had a pop you, in my knee. And then you, what, did you, oh. did, what did your dad absolutely roast you? Oh, he roasted How me. How old are you at this point? I was 90. I had just done my first year at Stoke City. Oh, um, God, playing Forest And I told, I told them I did it in the summer, playing tennis with my brother. Um, they fell for it. Actually. It came from the truth now. It's the first time. The first time I've told that story. Because you were like what, fourth, fifth choice at Stoke. Oh yeah, I was still a nobody. Yeah, yeah. And even like, I was like sat at home, and it was the first time ever. It came on the like ticker tape on Sky, and it was like, teletext. It was back then. No, it was Sky. Yeah, you're not quite that old. And it was like. Ben Foster uh, does crucial ligament playing tennis with his brother and like, oh my God. How oh. many stories out there that we bought by on Sky Sports are actually people playing yeah. WWF in their yeah. gardens, really? 100%. Well, do you remember when uh, Wayne Rooney got knocked out by um, Phil Bardsley? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and the video came out. Of it. Well, We've we had one yeah. in pre-season a few years ago at West Brom. Simon Cox, you remember him? Striker. Yeah, yeah. Scored that banger against Tottenham once. We were playing golf. Like, we had an off day or something like that. We were playing golf. He was in the bunker. Tripped over, slipped his, like, did his ankle. I mean, did his ankle. Wow. Proper did his ankle. He had to, like, basically tell the physios he did it walking down a step, something, blah, blah, blah. Happens all the time in football. Wow. For sure happens yeah, well. all the time in football. Wow. Did you did you learn, learn your lesson from that? I've not? done my cruciate three times. No. Playing for a side, though. Did you keep playing for a side? I think I've done it three times because I did it in the that same one. same one? I've done it twice on that one and then one on the other oh. one just for good measure, just to even out a little bit. <laughs> it's a horrible injury, though. ACL, yeah, like yeah, you're saying yeah. about that kid who was two years, honestly. Yeah. It's the most... What was oh. the quickest comeback you did from an ACL? Uh, the quickest comeback was 
eight months and, and the long obviously really good pros yeah, yeah. but the longest is yeah. longest of the year it's, i mean it's touch it. wood that's not i've yeah. not done that grim, it? i remember yeah. when you did it and it was like your leg i remember when you started walking no, was and there was no muscle in your leg and it, was it was horrible it was horrible weren't it right guys we're getting there you are obviously massive on youtube like seb does golf by the way let's give seb does golf a massive mention we were actually going to film today weren't we so we played golf yeah, we'll go do another time mate we'll, we'll do it another time for sure you're a lo- seb's a lovely golf player by the way like lovely prop like proper all right you're proper to be fair very kind of you say, but not today, was it? <laughs> <laughs> you can see that. Every, not today, was it? Little years. brother was better than oh. big brother today. Yeah, only okay. the 32 shot heads. Andy kept <laughs> Just like when, you, when you mentioned like copper, copper, so like, Spencer, your kind of route in was more mainstream, wasn't it? And like, Seb, you obviously had like normal jobs. You like did your Red Bull in what, 05, 06, whatever, like coaching and stuff. And you were like copper knighting, copywriting and stuff. And you, I always think this with really good like YouTubers. I always think, did they would they have got their break in mainstream? And it's they're almost like talents falling through the cracks of mm. mainstream media. Mm. And like, yeah. I guess a question I'd, I'd love to ask is like, I ask a lot of YouTubers is, if you had like a gig served up to you now with like Sky Sports or a BT or someone like that, and it was like, right, here's a here's a, a regular gig. What do you mean, like commentating? Kind yeah, of commentating. Yeah, commentating. Right, so I, I can answer this really interesting. I think really interestingly, it? right? So when I, so after I did those things, I worked in sales. I started a solar panel company. I did that was quite successful for a yeah. number of years. Then Spencer became, was growing really quickly. Asked me to help him with his sort of commercial activity. One of the one of the first conversations we had was, "What's the goal? Yeah. What are we doing? You've now got millions of people watching you. What do you want to do for it?" And the goal was, right at the beginning, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was, I'd love to one day be on TalkSport, be on Skype, be these things, right? And after a certain amount of time, you start to realise that through platforms like YouTube and Instagram, etc., that Spen was able to develop a voice that was, in some areas, the same size, or in in certain times, even bigger than those things. So all of a sudden, some of those opportunities came up. And bearing in mind, when you're talent for hire, you're buying a skill for a certain amount of time. Spencer has that skill, I can say, even though he's my brother, I can I can I can admit he's got some very good he's talent. That way, he's, he's very good. I think he's got a chance. He's, to be he's very good. But also, <laughs> as well, what you're then acquiring is the reach. So you know, you link at any piece of content, uh, movies, uh, TV shows. You're buying the actors, then you've got to distribute it. Yeah. You've got to get that message, that that content out to a lot of people. When you have your own YouTube channel, you have the talent and you have the distribution, right? So it becomes uh, all of a sudden what you can do individually becomes a lot more valuable than what you can do for someone else because they're getting all the value from it, right? So it's a really interesting dynamic mindset shift. But then after a certain amount of time, you then have to be the guy that's right the thing yeah, to him, sing the thing to him. Yeah. For me, I can like speak this. for myself. And obviously everything Seb just said then is, is, is true of every creator you know, and mm. people way bigger than me. But what I can speak from experience is I think it's cyclical. So I, I grew up wanting to be in this industry. Like I did hospital radio, I did uni radio, I did stand-up comedy, I did all these things trying to you be in this industry. stand-up comedy. And everyone's always surprised yeah, when yeah, I say yeah. that. I wasn't successful at it, clearly, because I didn't act on YouTube. That's hard work. That must be one of the most... Uh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Well, for me, you know, Seb used to come to my biggest fan. He comes to my gig. He's <laughs> heckler. <laughs> You're the one in the back. Clap. Love oh, it. I love yeah. that joke. That's I've heard it every time. You do the same stuff all the time. It's funny. No, but the um, the that that process. I did that for like two, three years, and it just whatever you get from it. For me, what I got from it is just fearlessness because I was like. I, I, you think this is going to bother me? I've died on my ass in front of three yeah, people. Yeah, and yeah. I felt like I want the world to eat me, like because this is so painful. So like, if I've done that, like, do you think I'm worried about, worried about doing that? And so it's helped me massively. I would say everything else. I never liked it as a job. I never didn't get paid much for doing it. But when I even when I did, like, you go all over the country, like traveling on Fridays and Saturdays, you can have no social life. 
to do 10 minutes, 15 minutes, because you know, I never did it long enough to do like an hour or anything for no real money. And then I actually started making videos and I was like, oh, I made a video in the time that I've gone and done a gig and earned 100 quid. Exactly, this yeah. video's got a few thousand views. I only gigged to a tenth of that amount of people. So that's why I sacked it off. But by the time I got through all that, I always was trying everything I could to get into this industry. Originally not football. Originally just wanted to probably have a Radio 1 slot or something. And then obviously loved football, started making that content, get into it. Then I was like, okay, I'd love a talk sport gig or something like that. But then you grow your own platform because at that time YouTube wasn't good for anything else. It yeah, wasn't people sure, weren't making sure, money sure. off it. It was a CV. It's all it was. Yeah. You get that end of it and you're like, okay, there's something here. Maybe I should just stay on this stuff. And then you grow and you start hiring people and you start creating a you know, business yeah. sets like this your own and broadcast production, company, basically. But then yeah. you become a manager. This is the problem. And this mm. is why I have to have people like Seb, for sure, people yeah. like Neil Smythe, who's massive for us at Hashtag, is I never wanted to do that part of things. And that's when probably like my di most difficult moments because I was just like, how have I got it? From being, I would say, hopefully objectively good at what I did, I have got to a point where I don't like my job anymore because it's a really cool job. And yeah, suddenly yeah. I'm, I'm worrying about people's holiday and when they're going to take time. I'm supposed to be making football videos here. What's happened? I think the answer is no. I think <laughs> if I think if Talksport or Sky came, no, but the thing well, is, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm really enjoys now. He does now. Bit, yeah. I've come out that side of it, and if I didn't have the other people working around me, I, I would much, probably yeah. been this off. To yeah, be honest. Sure, and that's yeah, not. Much, I'm not yeah. very grateful. I am, but I'm not here to be a manager of other people. It's not what I want to do with my life. Yeah. So like, that now, if you have time, time is the hardest thing because hashtag is easier full time job on its own, let alone the other stuff I do. But the idea of walking into a room. Where you just get paid to talk and walk Simple, out in and out. It's yeah. actually quite enjoyable sure, yeah. because otherwise, in other shows I do, like I'm saying, when we're starting this podcast, I'm thinking about the technical side because I usually have to worry about is that recording, is all these things happening? And it's quite stressful. Right, so guys, so last week, me and Tom, we had like a little bit of a technical thing. It's our first thing we've ever run into, right? We've always run very, very smoothly, but we did a video. It, it was actually in this room, wasn't it? And yes. we had the main camera sort of behind you where you're sitting, Spencer. And Tom sent the, the footage off to the editor. I thought. He thought but he didn't actually send one of the files and it was the main file of the main camera. So he sent it, thought it had all sent, thought it had all been downloaded at the other end, deleted all the files. Can he, I just add, because I still feel a need to kind of justify and defend my actions here. I never normally touch anything, anything, until it's on YouTube. Until it's live. But I like to be quite organised and I had about 30 uh, uh, like micro SD cards yeah, yeah, yeah. on my desk. And I was like, this no, is... No, he's blowing, got OCD. Tom's got OCD. Like, my mind, so I was like, Crazy in, OCD. Delete, reformat, reformat, anymore, yeah. reformat, and like that. And then, you know, when we transfer, it goes, your uh, thing has... File has been successfully downloaded. ...successfully downloaded. Yeah. So I was like, three files, three emails, we're all good. Frank, our editor, messaged me and goes, where's the Sony one? So I'm like, looked at the third email. There was a problem sending the oh. files. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, anyway, it was fine. I didn't even moan, to be honest with you. Like, I didn't, it was not a problem. Like, it was cool. It was what it was. I didn't. I cried like a baby. Like, I remember, honestly, he called me and I went, fine. Yeah, fine. It was like, it was like I was ringing my missus. It was, you know when they go, you know when they just do the, it's fine. It's yeah. literally, I can't imagine there's any YouTuber that hasn't had that yeah. worst. So yeah, this is what times. I was going to say. So what is Everyone's the worst sort of thing that's ever production, happened to you? The production worst thing, thing ever. That's ever I, I can think to of two, two, two instances come to mind. So like Seb will probably speak better to this than me, but you know it's not always easy working with family, and or probably not easy working with me. It's probably an easy thing to say. <laughs> oh, and, um, what am I? Yeah. Well, I, th I actually think I've mellowed out in the last few years. I don't know if you agree or not, but I certainly. Uh, <laughs> see what we see next week. Yeah. Um, no, certainly I think 
first, like, well, I was quite stressed, basically. I used to make a video every day. And Spencer's it a perfectionist. Took, perfectionist. It, took, it took a lot out of me, like, making that many videos, I think, if I'm being honest. And um, our younger brother used to work for us as well. And I had an instance where I did lose it a little bit, where we'd done a video with the F2 freestylers back when we used to do videos with them. And um, the uh, it was a good shoot. We did a... a football mental like montage skill shot sort of thing and my younger brother happens all the time because on the other story i'll tell is it was a mistake i made um lost the footage or lost the footage on one camera i think oh. it was video still existed the video was still fine but it was not as good as it could have been there's a lot of good stuff that was, that was like ours weren't it very yeah, similar yeah. yeah yeah and i think i i mean I, i'm not i didn't lose it with him or anything but i think i was probably in hindsight made a bigger deal out of it than i could and then I should have. And I think the reason I probably did that was because I was like, how do I stop it happening again? You know, make such a big deal out of it. But when I wish, when I look back at it, I kind of wish I hadn't have made such a big deal out of it because we didn't even lose the video. Do you yeah. know what I mean? We just wasn't mm. as good. Still as it went been. out. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. I think that, you that care was... about it. I think like the way we viewed it is we were like thinking, oh, the audience, the fans, you know, are not going to like it. And yeah, there was, yeah, yeah. I think there was one comment that like, so I think the fact that we're both, you know, perfectionist. It's a one-off, exactly. Funny, yeah. funny, yeah. silly one I had. When I start, just started making golf content, um, I've been very lucky to film with loads of like football guys over the years and make some great content. One of the first ones I ever got was an opportunity to play with, uh, film with Ian Wright. And he was, he was about to go and play a goal, uh, in a golf round. He, gave, he had 10 minutes before, it was pissing rain. And there was a guy from the agency there who was going to help me film because it's before I had a camera guy or anything like that. And I had no camera equipment, didn't have anything at all. I just literally had an iPad. And no, sorry, we had a GoPro and an iPad. I was going to film it with, right? So we set the GoPro up. There's a thing called putting penalties. I told you a bit about it earlier. Yeah. Sabutio goal, five penalty spots, bang. Ian Wright was lovely. He's like, I'm up for doing it. I'm about to play. I've got to do it quick. Is that all right? I was like, yeah, no problem. Do the whole thing. Uh, GoPro's rolling. It's pissing, pissing oh, rain, like no. torrential rain, right? The guy's sitting there. He's not a, not a camera guy, just someone who's willing to film that for me. I'm Hold thinking, it. if you just get a little bit, I'll cut between that and the GoPro. That and the GoPro. Literally, the GoPro <laughs> comes out. I did really well. It went to like a sudden death playoff. Right, he was into it. Spoonie came over, got involved. Love All it. this oh, banter. Oh. I go over and I'm like, that was amazing. He's like, on the first day, I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to see this back. I go on the file. Instead of a video, there's one image. He just took oh, photo, no, no, not video. No, no. Not video. So I've got a clip. That's your, thumb, that's your thumbnail, sort of. <laughs> right, no, yeah, yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> and, then, and then all of a sudden, the guy, the guy from the agency who knew Righty went, "Oh, Righty, I'm so sorry, I didn't film it. Can we do it again?" Righty went, "No, no, nah, man, come on, I've got to go." And I was like, "Righty, you go, mate." And I looked at this guy and I was like, "You've absolutely did killed you, me." Did you rinse I was him? So fuming. Did you rinse but, him? Um, the, no, I, I didn't because he was doing me a favour. Yeah. yeah um, but, but at the same time, I had the GoPro footage, but the GoPro footage is like focused on the Sabutio goal. So, yeah, one day, righty, me and you, the rematch, we're going to film it properly. But it was just so... The worst thing about it was because it's the only reason I was there, but because it, it went so well, like the drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That's worse. Yeah. I, 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 had a, I had a thing with Juan Mata once, quite early on, just getting to do stuff with footballers. I hadn't done much with Juan Mata, lovely guy, yeah? Lovely guy. Everybody oh, yeah. says yeah, he's a lovely he's guy, really yeah. really good. And we had this connection because I've, I've got this link to this club in Spain called Real Oviedo where he played. So, yeah. Real Oviedo produced him... Um, Kazola, Michu all came out of their academy and I'd done a lot of Michu. stuff Michu as in Michu. Swansea Michu yeah yeah, Michu, yeah. yeah. Fua, a fantasy yeah, Premier yeah. League legend yeah <laughs> like one season wonder one, 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 one position midfielder like, playing the time, oh, the time that I got involved with Oviedo Michu was very at the time like it was that season yeah, yeah. So it was like they were the three oh. you know what I mean now you probably say Kazola and Mata and, and Michu but you know what I mean that, that was a big three that produced and um, I was filming with him and uh, we were ch I was just playing FIFA with him but asking questions and stuff and I had 
had early access to FIFA that year, and it was the first year that Real Oviedo were back in FIFA because they'd been in the lower leagues and they were climbing their way back into the second flight of Spain. So I'd gone in the game early, first time Oviedo kits had been in the game in like 10 years or yeah, something, probably, yeah. and I'd transferred Michu, Cazorla and Mata to the team, and I screenshotted a picture of them celebrating a goal together, and I just thought, I wonder if Juan Mata will like this because I know they're really connected to that club. And I showed it to him, and this is all on the video, I showed it to him, I was like, what do you think of this... this uh, this picture, he was like, how'd you get that? And I was like, told him the story. He's like, this is so cool. Send it to me. I'll make it my screensaver. I was like, this is me. I'm getting great stuff out here. And I realised I hadn't turned the mic on the camera. Oh. <laughs> I was doing it all myself. And that was the last time I said, I'm never going to do something with a third party again where I haven't got someone else to film yeah, with me. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I just lost it all. all just... But these, like, when you're working with tech, I mean, we came into the studio today and there was like, before we started, there was like a bit of a panic on about the sound. Well, stuff, to be fair, we have spent five hours on the well, golf I course. I guarantee you, know? <laughs> every slick production you think, like yeah. including yeah, Rogue yeah, and everything, yeah. will something. have so many yeah. things going behind Horror that you never imagine because they won't let you see that. They will yeah. just cut it out, right? Or yeah, let you never sure, know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's, I, it's, I it's think there's no one it that is, wouldn't happen. I think we're doing all right, you know. Yeah, you've only, you've so. had a YouTube channel for what, less than a year? Nine months. You're way ahead of the game, mate. It's nice, isn't it? Way ahead yeah. of the game. So, so True Geordie started filming all of his videos for the first few years on a iPhone on an ironing board. Wow. Did yeah. And he grew to a pretty decent-sized channel. Yeah. There's a guy called Zach Radford who still to this day is a, is a sort of good YouTube creator from America. He's a great golfer. He films everything and edits everything oh, on his phone. On his phone. No. On his phone. He does two videos a week. Edits on his phone. Imagine editing golf. On your phone, multiple angles, shot tracers. He like, he's like doing this. Like fingers. Yeah, like, yeah, like, production quality is what you're up when you've got the format sorted. You know, you, do, you can be successful on YouTube with, with a phone. You don't, it's not yeah. essential. You don't want to push it too far, do you? Because like, look at what Fozzie does with his match day vlogs and stuff. If he starts getting a crew following him, it's yeah. not natural. No, you, can't. you literally can't. It, it's a you can't have that. Per- I think that's. I think that's a really nice message to say to people. Actually, is you don't have to have all the gear, do no. you? You haven't got to have all the no. equipment. No, as long as you've got decent content and you're personable and you can have a connection with the people watching you, that's all that matters. That's all that people really care about, isn't it? It's all like I say. It's really good once you get into it and people really start to enjoy the content and then you can start upping all that little bits and bobs and stuff like that. But at the, that moment in time, start with your phone. Start yeah. with yeah. a GoPro. Like I, I literally use my GoPro. That's all I use. It's yeah. on you like know, a little don't want stubby people, handle and that's it. There isn't, it's not, you haven't got to have thousands of pounds to be successful YouTuber. Yeah. Like you just got to have an idea. And this is one of the most frequently quest, asked questions we get on what the channel. Yeah. What do you use? What I guess it's like what six equipment? grand set yeah. and it's like, no, we use a, Go, a GoPro. You know, a medium a hero mod. nine and a medium, medium mod. mod. That's, that's it. That's yeah. it. And yeah. yeah, yes, it's a lot of money. Just you know, it's like three hundred quid, but that's it. And actually, you can just get a little microphone for your, for your phone. phone and we've had you one. Go. We've had one game where um, we it was. I can't remember the game. I think it was Rotherham actually. Second half, it nailed it down. And the medium mods that you put on GoPros aren't waterproof, so it, it nailed it down. And the audio from the whole of the second half was just gone, sort of mm-hmm. thing. So I've had to almost like talk people for it. It's weird, but again. The content's decent. Yeah, the, yeah, video, yeah. the footage is actually decent. The the audio's gone, but yeah. it's fine. So you don't have to have all singing, all dancing. Just be nice and personal. Yeah. That's simple. It. Simple as that. It helps that. if you, you, know, you play in a decent football team championship. Yeah, Premier yeah, League. Yeah, does that <laughs> yeah. No, that's the thing. That's your, obviously, everyone's got a... A, a, a thing that's their, their catalyst yeah. that makes their content interesting and then you can do lo- loads of other stuff that you do as well. And I think that that's also really important because like, I'm sure you will as well. But like, I get asked that question more than anything else, especially by younger lads or, or girls that come up to me who maybe like anything from like 16 to like 22, they're like, I want to be YouTube. Everyone wants to be YouTube Yeah, now. for sure, yeah. And it's like, what do, what do you do? And I have to be really honest with them and I say, it's not, I don't know. 
because I did it in a very different world to you. Yeah. I did it when when I got I gambled a lot of time on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was no promise of an end result. There was yeah. no promise of money. There no was no case study of anyone making money no. on YouTube at that point. So I was like wasting. I was being told by my mates I was wasting my time. Like whereas now, if someone's working hard at YouTube with no views, no one's going to say you're wasting your time because you can't make money on YouTube. Yeah. They might say you're not making good enough videos. Or you're not going to make it. But there was nothing to make, so I can't put myself in their shoes. And we're all very fortunate. We have different reasons. Like I had. I worked for football, I worked for Vincent Company, I worked at Copper 90, I had all these roots into the industry, and then I had some good video ideas, and then other YouTubers worked with us, do you know what I mean? All these things, it's not just, but here's an idea. It wasn't plain sailing, was it, Spen? Like, and it's not lucky. It wasn't plain sailing. Look, you know? like, for, for, for as many good content series you've had, I'm sure you've had a couple of busts along the way, yeah, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, sure. I think, I think uh, to the once you get to the point where you've got like some sort of critical mass of people that you're fans, if you like, or subscribers, or whatever you want to call them, you can get away with the odd rubbish yeah, idea yeah, or yeah, something yeah, you don't yeah. finish or something like that because they, they buy into you and that's a big thing about that's why YouTube worries me a little bit the way it's going because it's like you're losing that YouTube in its early day was like MySpace you had a channel that was like a MySpace profile you're like hi I'm Spencer I'm this old I make these videos like do you want to subscribe and then it slowly got more corporate to yeah, the point where well, we can still do what we do, but you've got the James Corden show on the trending page and they've paid for it. Jimmy Fallon, yeah, he's paid for it. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. trending because people love watching them on YouTube. That's not traditional YouTube anymore, no, it's is not. it? No, no, no. And I think the, like, the, like what you were talking about there, the USA, I think the USA YouTube compared to the UK YouTube are a million miles apart. And I know which one I'd rather be in as well. I'd much rather be in the UK because yes. I think we do produce some of the better stuff, the better content. The American stuff is... Is very sort it's of shiny and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, even that some of the stuff they got up to, like wow, we like just, oh my gosh, go outrageous. You have to have a, you have to have a route in. Like it's not I can't just say to a kid, I'll oh, get a really good idea and you will make it because it's not mm. a meritocracy. Yeah. Ultimately, the best videos don't get the most views necessarily. Good videos will do well sometimes, but there's some great videos on ten views and yeah. there's some awful videos on ten yeah, million. Sure, a yeah. great example yeah. of that is there was a many years ago there was a company who I think I don't actually haven't checked in a few years. But it was called Unscripted, and they acquired the rights for Ronaldo to film vlogs for their channel. Wow. This is before he did any other content online. This is probably over five years ago. And they had vlogs that I found by pure chance that had like 400 views, been up a week. There was Ronaldo playing football with his son in, the, in his garden. Like, you put that up now, millions of views, right? And that oh, is a prime millions example. Millions and I often say to people who say, oh, how do you get views? Like, it's not about, like, you could have right now, you could drive down a road, and there could be to the right-hand side yeah. on the floor this week's winning lottery ticket. If you don't know it's there, you don't I just know. stop the car and go and get it. Right? Do you know what I mean? There has yeah, to be yeah. a route to that content. Yeah. So this company has spent an enormous amount of money procuring those rights, but then they had no way of delivering it to people. They just thought, but it's Ronaldo, I'll put it on YouTube. But how do people just know it's there? It's not going to just happen. It's yeah, a brand sure. new no, YouTube no, channel. But so eventually they, develop, like they developed a strategy. On YouTube, yeah. that was your strategy. That Everything really I've done has come from collaboration. You know, like the Wembley Cup... Before that, it was a thing on, called FIFA Player on Copper Night. I don't know if you guys know yeah, how we do research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. we have. I was watching okay. it this morning. Oh, oldest videos, lads. Yeah. Yeah. FIFA Player, it was very fun to do, and it was like a comedy series. But actually, if you strip it back, and it takes a little bit of the fun out of it, but it was a, a series that I created with a few other people at Copper 90 designed to get us subscribers. That's actually what it was. Yeah, yeah. And I basically put on that mask because no one else wanted to do it. Yeah. And I ended up loving doing it. But the point was, my job, I was paid by them to get subscribers to that channel. I wasn't paid as a presenter. I was always saying, put me on a show, make me present a show. But really, they hired me as a guy who knew YouTube. And I said, right, 
you've got to get a certain amount of subscribers because that was a Google Originals channel. So Copper were given millions of pounds, yeah. funded by Google, and then they, if they wanted to get more money in commission, they had to keep hitting a certain subscriber targets. Yeah, targets, yeah. So like, it was a lot of other people there above me as well, but my really key role was making sure we're hitting our targets and making those targets and what's realistic. So I was like, we need, we need, we're paying certain YouTubers to work with us, KSI, all these people were doing series, but we needed our own series that was going to live on its own sort of, not going to cost silly money to make, but would get us said daddy subscribers through. So I was like, okay, reverse engineer it. FIFA, which a football channel, sure. It's almost like a necessary evil. We've got to do stuff with FIFA, even though not a, we didn't necessarily want to make it at the time, that content, because it just does unbelievable views. Okay, so we do something with FIFA. How are we going to get views in it, right? It's got to have a unique idea. Okay, well, I've seen this guy called Man vs. Booze who does drinking challenges in a, in a balaclava. <laughs> Let's nick that idea. Uh, we also need to have YouTubers on there to basically tell people where the video is because that's the most important bit, like Seb says. They have to push people to it or they won't exist. Okay, here's 10 YouTubers I've written up. I've got all their contact details. I've spoke to their agents. If they've got agents, they'll be in a series with us. And then we come up with the character. This is like this is the keys to the kingdom, man. Mate, I'm, this I'm, is the keys honestly, to the kingdom. I'm, I was getting lost in yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> people would think I had this idea for a funny comedy character, no, no, and no, I just created this bang, idea yeah. of a guy. And no, it, that was all later. We did pilots of that called the FIFA Gimp, where I wore a gimp suit <laughs> and I went around. All I had was the eyes cut out of my gimp suit, and I was going like, "Hey, I'm the FIFA Gimp." That was my voice. The worst thing you've ever seen. If I find it, I'll send you it. It's so bad, I'm the FIFA and it never would have done well. But we, the point is. We had the whole show written, if you like, or planned. But, but also, and it, it changed the character last minute the, to be something. But then different. at the same point, like then I can say this because the all the ingredients were there. You had to then have the the, the format to keep people, make them share yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah. So you can pay someone to like get a big star in your video. It's going to help you tighten the thumbnail, get some organic reach. But then if they are sort of engaged to, can you also shout out this piece of content? Call to action, link in the description. That's going to send an amount of traffic, but that traffic's going to be a much lower engaged amount of traffic that you might get from a homepage. Someone on a homepage is clicking a video because they've seen something they're interested in. They might give it longer to dwell on. All this dwell time you're feeding into an algorithm is going to help or boost your organic reach or how many times that video and that thumbnail is going to get pushed to other people that are not your subscribers, right? But if they are told to do something by someone else, there might be a little bit, oh, I'll have a look. If, if KSI has told me to have a look, I'll have a look. So they'll have a look, JJ's in it, what is this then? But then you've got to have the hook still. It's not as simple as yeah. get a load of YouTubers in yeah, it yeah, yeah, and pay yeah. them to and promote the video because well. they'll just turn off it and then what you have is the absolute opposite which actually is a complete negative is you have a really short watch time. So if yeah, you now have, if you now have yeah, a huge yeah, 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 amount yeah. of people watch a video but all turn off after three seconds, YouTube go, we're not saying that to anyone organically because no one's staying for it. Yeah, yeah. So if you then have everything, a high uh, traffic spike, and retention, you boom, yeah, yeah. boom. Yeah. So it's Algorithm a good idea and distribution as a strategy. Uh, but also, Dang. you've got to always adapt because I wouldn't know how to do that as well now because back then there was different different methodologies that don't exist anymore. So, for example, we'd pay a YouTuber to like a video because back then, if you liked a video, you it would see. go to your subscriber feed yeah, just like you uploaded yeah. a video. The same algorithmic properties. Yeah, yeah. So, for example, KSI liking a video was worth three hundred thousand views, really, like that. Likewise, subscriber movement was so much more prevalent back then. Like, I remember we did a West Ham vlog. Bear in mind, I've never been like guy that gets like millions of views in every video. Like, generally, I'd probably get three, four, five hundred thousand views in, in the sort of prime FIFA stuff I was doing back in the day. And then I had things like the Wembley Cup that would get more. We did one West Ham vlog, which was like low hanging fruit. They get a couple hundred k views at most. Me going to West Ham, very sort of centric to what I do. And I shouted out Saunders's YouTube channel, and he got put on like seventy k subs in an hour or something. I, it would not happen now. I've got more subscribers now than I did then. But if I shouted out a channel now, it would be nowhere near as many. It's yeah, yeah, the yeah. algorithm changed basically. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's the attention economy. This is if you, this is I could get off tangent here, but 
the rise of these platforms has become because of development of things like this, right? So what's happened is in a given time, 10 years ago, you and I would have a certain type of amount of habits, a certain amount of content we could be exposed to, whether that's reading a book, watching TV, going to the room movies, reading a magazine, right? Now with the invention of this, there's so many more times in our day we can spend consuming content. So all of a sudden now, the, the amount of stuff we can consume is bigger. So the apps like Instagram and YouTube have filled that time because now we can watch something on the bus that we couldn't otherwise watch. So now there's an amount of content that can fill a demand, right? So all of a sudden, people come up on YouTube, they're filling that demand. There's a load of people that want to watch stuff on the bus and now there's, there's a certain amount they can watch. So everyone watches everything. Then these, these go through like an evolution and now there's all these creators getting in on that and now I believe we've reached a bit of a, yeah, a, a leveling out of yeah, the economy, whereas we can't get any more time now. We can watch it on our phone, watch it on our AirPods, watch it on our phone, uh, our laptop, our, our iPads, everything. And now there's so much content, there's only so many eyes in the world, yeah. right? So population will increase. And of course, the amount of, uh, there'll be an ageism of the population. So people that are an older demographic will start spending time, like our parents now, watch things on their phone. They might have done that three years ago. Yeah. So there's an always going to be a little bit of an up curve, but I believe the growth of the volume of content has now outstripped the growth at which people are spending more times on their phones. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it will continue to do it. So now you've got like the opposite and now it's amazing. I've, got, I've done some business conferences over the years and look about how people will actually look at a movie. Game of Thrones producers will look at their main competition as things like Fortnite. Because what are these people spending their time doing? They're playing their Xbox, playing Fortnite. So they're competing with Fortnite. They're not competing with Lord of the Rings anymore. No, no, no. Premier League or something said something. Scooter Moore, someone that was in, back in the day a few years ago, was in charge of the Premier League, came out and said, we think one of our biggest competitors is things like Fortnite. Wow. Uh, not Syria. What is the youth you know, of the day spending their time consuming yeah, yeah. and building relationships? YouTube boxing. Mm. What are you coming off the back of there? The um, oh, we're just like it's, yeah, okay. It's so big, isn't it's it? YouTube boxing, yes or no? YouTube boxing was started. Theo Baker. Baker doesn't get the credit he deserves. He started no, no, that. Happened, I think it's Theo versus Joe Weller was the first ever. And then and in that match. fight, Joe Weller won. He called out KSI. KSI fought Joe Weller. Called out Logan Paul and Jake Paul. And now you've got Logan Paul fighting Floyd Mayweather. Mm. And I'm playing the winner apparently. You, is Mayweather about your height? I mean, he's probably a little bit bigger than I don't me. know if he is. I don't know if he is. I think I'll... that'd be a fair fight, though. <laughs> yeah, really? Tell you what, we'll do two, two reg affair. We'll do boxing boxing. versus goal. Yeah, Every amount get... of shots I've beaten by is about a three punches. Yeah, yeah. handicap. Yeah. I, I still don't think you're going to you win, be, mate. I'm probably not going to win. I'll punch him 30 times and he'll flick me once and it'll be game Spencer, over. who are you fighting? Uh, I have been asked to do that before. Um, <laughs> you have, like, honestly. Yeah. And I would love actually the training element of it. I like uh, uh, less so. You just a... don't want to get hit in the face. No, don't it? it would be. I agree. No, totally no, he, he, the dedication. He's, he's, got got the he's done boxing before. I, I've actually got no problem being hit in the face. Yeah. Um, my problem is probably more. I, I, I don't. I wouldn't feel like. I'm not. Like, I'm, it's not. I, I rate them doing yeah. it like yeah, fair play yeah, to them yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I would be feel like it's like it's not I guess I've team. done it with football a little bit like I've sort of cheated into being playing football games where I'm not good enough but with boxing I don't think you should mess about with but it let's be honest get, right what yeah, that's yeah, become now be, is a phenomenal cash cow for those guys yeah. like they have developed the marketing strategy now Jake Paul has got himself and I think the top five earning boxers in the world because he's a professional boxer because like fair play right done fantastically well but that's the goal and like you're not motivated like that. No, there, there was a time when I thought about it. I thought the only way I could do it is if I really actually wanted to fight a person. Yeah, yeah sure. But then, even then, I'd probably just as rather do it in an alleyway with no cameras yes. than I would in a boxing ring. Yeah. And yes. there's probably only ever been one person that I'd even consider doing that. I'm not really so. I don't really carry 
that much beef. Like, it's just not a big deal for me. We're getting old. We don't need it yeah. anymore, do we? We just want to have and a nice time. it's all fake parents the now. Fake like anyway. They were all parents. The beef's so, yeah. fake anyway, right? They don't actually... Yeah. Like, it's even yeah, pro yeah, boxing yeah. is the same. Yeah. It's just all marketing. So not for me. I like the training element of it. I'd like to try... One time I went to a series where I tried those different sports because my missus' brother used to be in the UFC. So I was going to try a bit of... MMA and all different kinds of things and I like that side of it but I actually don't really want to fight anyone no. there's an element of selling your soul a little bit as well isn't there it's dangerous you know, say you've got kids it's and stuff yeah, yeah, one yeah, punch yeah. Yeah, trouble. no sub that for a game right guys honestly today's been an absolute pleasure all the best in the Ismian League next Thank season you. I had to research how to say Ismian early because it's spelt so funny and it's horrible it is. what is next for hashtag yeah, I mean, that's the main attention for me is just growing the club. Um, one of the reasons we talked earlier about how we don't necessarily spend all our money on playing stuff. The reason for that is really we want to save money to to have a ground, you know, Boom. have our permanent home. That's what's going to allow the kick uh, the club to kick on, you know, have our own bar, ground share, you don't get bar, food money and anything like that. So getting that to grow the club sustainably. Get everyone in one place as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, bring all the club together in one. Match site. Dave vlogs at hashtag. Match Dave oh, yeah. vlogs You're always as many GoPros as you want. I ain't even joking. Couple GoPros years everywhere. time, I'm doing match Dave vlogs from hashtag. We could right? play you in the FA Cup this year. We could play you in the FA Cup this year. Oh my God, you imagine that. Imagine that. Seba, the you're scenes. coming for Rick Shields like soon. <laughs> Rick Shields, you don't know what's going to hit you soon, all right? He's coming after you, all right? Oh yeah, well, me and Rick are good pals. I haven't actually filmed with him in a little time, in a long while now, but um, he is killing what he's doing. Yeah, he's, yeah, good. he's, he's good. Very, very good. Big fans. Very good. So yeah, I've just be great to get out and play a bit more golf like we did today wouldn't it you taught me how to uh, hit that driver you were saying today. to first tee you were like what did Rick say what would what Rick, Rick do, say? Rick do? <laughs> Just a little bit to be fair you did bang it though you absolutely banged that first shot right guys I hope you enjoyed watching that that was an absolute pleasure guys thank Spencer you. Sebastian thank Thanks you so guys. much for coming today really appreciate it. you have broken our virginity today the very very first wow. Fozcast thank you so much Thanks, so, Marcy, give me that brilliant cheers, cheers lads Frank the editor wicked cheers guys thank you cheers